You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Whether you're hunting the back 40 or chasing game deep in the backcountry, the all-new Razor Guide Pack from Outdoor Edge has it all. Coming in at only 12 ounces and in a premium wax canvas roll pack for compact storage and travel, the Razor Guide Pack is seven blades in total, including a 5-inch replaceable blade folding knife, a 3-inch replaceable blade caping knife, and the flip and zip saw for wood or bone. For more information, visit OutdoorEdge.com. Back on the airways for another episode of Uncensored. The airways. Two Dans. Two Dans in the house this morning. Two Dans, one cup. <laughs> oh my, of coffee. <laughs> Speaking of cups, cups of brown fluids. I know I'm about ready to take my wildland coffee bag out of here. Two Dans are really better man. than one. <laughs> Two Dans. I don't know about that. Dan, Let's I don't see. think we've been on a, on a podcast together. It's good to formally meet you. Yeah, you too, man. You too. Um, did your parents name you after Daniel in the lion's den? Yes, they did. <laughs> Same here. Same here. Oh, that's cute. Look at that. Yeah. Bible Some story boys Daniels. coming off, coming off Easter weekend. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's all brand. My brother's Jason. Very traditional. I need like a, I spilled a little. And then okay. just use your shirt sleeve. We'll get the yeah. production crew in here to take care of it. <laughs> Man. Well. Great weather this weekend here. I don't know what it was like for you, Dan, but perfect. It was weather. Yeah, beautiful, sunny, cool in the mornings, warmed up in the afternoons, which is the way I like it. I got out a little bit, did a little fishing yesterday after all the Easter egg festivities, but I can't catch anything that's longer than my hand right now. So it's been a rough go. Yeah, that's an issue. Yeah, me and uh, me and Phil got out and did some some turkey scouting. Um, it was pretty awesome. Like, uh, it's the the best turkey scouting I've ever been a part of. Like, we so we deer hunted this property. It's a private farm that we deer hunted. It's where Phil shot his buck, and we like had this plan of like, man, we really think the turkeys are gonna be hanging out in this area and they're gonna be roosted here. We think they're gonna fly down here, um, but we've never seen them do it. Never really heard them while we were deer hunting. We're just gonna go, you know, check this out and. So we got in there, you know, real early and just was, we went back to this back field that we wanted to check out. And as soon as we turned the corner, freaking, we just heard a Tom fire off like 60, 70 yards away. And that one never gobbled again, but we were like, oh shoot, like, I think we're onto something here. So we just kind of like tucked in to the, to the woods there and just listened. And we had a owl doing our job for us. We were just sitting there and that thing would That's go, the best. Hoo, hoo, hoo. <laughs> and then it would just be oh, like, yeah. bah, 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 everywhere. Um, and so we, we really, we found one that we could even, we could see in the tree through the binos and uh, he's, he's big. We saw where he flew down. Um, we were able to drop a really good plan, got a blind set up. We actually, in setting up our blind, we found like an old, old chair behind a down tree where someone had set up a natural blind. And we're like, oh, <laughs> somebody else figured this, this out a spot. long time ago. So yeah. uh, that worked out really well. We got freaking amazing access to the area. Um, 
and we set up that blind because we're going to be bringing out um, Phil's brother to do um, some some youth turkey hunting here in a couple weeks and set up a camera on the trail. Uh, first time ever like setting a camera and being like, man, I hope we get turkeys on this. And we got turkeys the next morning. So um, being able to do that and have like them moving through um, – you know, the next day we're like, oh, dude, we're, we're on them. If I know anything about hunting though, we're going to show up and not hear a single gobble whenever we're trying to kill one. But <laughs> is anyone else hunting that property? Nope. Like, it's just you guys? Just, well, legally just us <laughs> anyway. You got, I don't know. We've seen some signs of, you know, folks being on that property. It's a big like farm property. So I think there's, you know, the monitoring is pretty loose. So there could be folks that are sneaking in and out of there we've never seen one in person uh and hope we don't but yeah as far as we know you know it, it's just us did you set up cameras out there yeah 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 we set up uh there's like actually right where deer shot or where deer where uh phil shot his buck there's like this just absolute highway of deer and turkeys and everything else that runs through the property so we got a camera on that um kind of like dual reasons we wanted to see like you know are there deer moving through here it doesn't matter as much right now but uh and then you know are we going to get turkeys running through this area and confirmed we had three toms come rolling through and the last one in the group had an absolute i mean giant beard so uh i'd shoot dragging on the three dirt. but that one would be sick what you got dan was it dragging on the dirt Oh yeah, dude! It was it was swinging. thick and swinging, <laughs> thick and swinging. <laughs> yeah. So so youth weekend is that next weekend? Or uh, following following, and then you guys will get together next the following week. Twenty sixth. Okay. Yeah, which I think is a Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, um, if I remember right. Uh, but I don't know. Might be taking off work. We'll see if Phil can get off. We'll go out there together. Uh, so we open up this coming Saturday. Yeah. And I plan on getting out. Are you going to get out opening day or you have to wait? I don't have to wait. I, I haven't. Are we still going to try to do public with Chris this yeah. season? I'd like to. We got to figure that opening out. Opening morning, I'm going to do my farm. Yeah. But um, we can go later. Yeah. I don't know. I got this, I got this Vegas thing coming up and I'd like to get the shower done. Dan, I don't know if. if if how many uncensored you listen to but my fall deer season i got skunked but i went out a lot and i was just putting off the honeydew list for mm -hmm. quite a while <laughs> and it kind of built up to me in uh, january so i'm in the middle i'm wrapping up in the final stages of a big master shower remodel okay uh, i thought you were like gonna say up. divorce oh no <laughs> <laughs> no this is to stave off the divorce is okay i need to build a master shower uh so uh so i'm trying to get that wrapped up before this trip to vegas at the end of the, the um, month but i don't want to miss turkey season so i'll probably talk with you and derek and see if i can tag along to one of you two guys' things and then we'll just have to set up some time to look at public with chris yeah yeah the one place that i was looking at um I'd love to get Derek's input on it because I know he's familiar with it, but it, there's a lot of land that that borders a lake. And so the WMA borders the lake, but, you know, that's a private property in between that and the the bordering. So getting in there where we'll go, I mean, there's a lot of people that hunt out there. It's close to the city, and so it gets a lot of traffic. But it'll be fun just to get out in the woods with you guys. And, and from what I've heard, not a lot of people are going out there to turkey hunt. Really? 
Yeah. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's you don't need as much distance, you know, with your shotgun as you would like a deer rifle. So people yeah. have more options on, you know, five acres of personal land or whatever. Um, but yeah, I've heard it's not super duper pressured. The thing with, cause I think we were talking about doing, going up on boat, right? Mm -hmm. The thing with those is, is with all these Kentucky, you know, there's like no natural lakes or all reservoirs, like the water level changes so much that is probably good right now with all this rain, but you can hit like five foot, just like sheer up banks, you know, on the good spots. Um, but there are some natural kind of beaches, there we might be able to get up into the woods from yeah and you know the other i've seen a lot of turkeys when we've been fishing out there um and around i mean close to the water you know within 25 yards or so at the lake uh if we could get to one of those spots there's a lot of those creek mouths that come into that lake yeah and those would be kind of lower slope just wedge a boat back in there i don't know about leaving the bass boat out there so we'd probably want to <laughs> paddle <laughs> yeah paddle our kayaks oh no where'd the boat go yeah pull yeah. it up into the woods a little bit yeah um yeah because we just zeroed our shotguns on friday went out to derek's farm and shot some guns i got to shoot my suppressor oh was that, that your first time, time. That oh was my first shoot. time it was very scary why is um, that just because it's a lot of pressure you know <laughs> oh. and, and not only that but you're you know it's uh you know uh, i probably spent eight hundred dollars on it and waited a year to get it yeah. and i'm like is it gonna am i gonna get baffle strike do i have the right size end caps on <laughs> you know i thought the overpressure. i had a i have this uh charging handle that doesn't have a latch it's just got like two detent springs on the inside of the port so it's kind of like friction locked against that yeah. that channel and i'm like is this thing gonna blow out into my face Dude. So it was scary the first time, and, and the way the gun is set up, it's a 9 millimeter AR pattern rifle, but the handguard goes out past the barrel, so the suppressor's kind of inside the handguard. So cool. So where you put your hand is right at that joint between the end of the barrel oh, and the good. suppressor. <laughs> so I was like, I think <laughs> I was shooting it. I'm like, I'm going to hold it like back here yeah. at the magazine in case this thing explodes. So but it was you can fun. use a rifle during your turkey season? No, no, we were just out shooting, and I had oh, okay. gotten this. Our office is next to uh, a large regional gun shop, like directly next to. So they'd called me like, I don't know, what, two, three weeks ago, maybe a little longer. And were like, hey, you're, you know, your paperwork's in. So I went out there and ran and got it, and I just haven't had time to go shoot it. And I didn't really want to shoot it at a public range, so... Um, Get your beautiful face in that shot. Sorry, I was leaning back. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this was just an opportunity to shoot a gun. And I had two or three guns that I've never shot. I still haven't shot my daily carry. My you should probably do that. Sick. I should probably know if it works. I did. I did <laughs> you know if it works. I did send it to the you washing machine. You know where the trigger's machine. at, right? <laughs> <laughs> to the washing machine? That's yeah, one way to clean your gun. After a scouting trip, I had all my, like, you know, hunting apparel on, yeah. a big winter jacket, and I had my gun in the jacket, and... Uh -huh. It's so ticky that I have to strip as soon as I come in the door. Oh, Amanda yeah. makes me strip, Same go room. shower, and then she just gathers up all my stuff. And I thought I'd gotten everything out of the pockets, but whatever, whatever. So she washes the hunting clothes, and uh, she's pulling it out of the dryer, and she pulls out my gun. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's loaded. She's just like, uh, oh, what is this? And I'm gosh. like, Ehh. That be my pistol. <laughs> yeah, there was a little miscommunication on 
whose whose job is it to check the pockets? Yeah. Usually she's pretty good. I well, tried to blame it on her. I was like, <laughs> you should have checked the pockets better, <laughs> I guess. Does. That's yeah, the, I've heard on the, the getting the ticks out of your hunting clothes, you're supposed to dry them first. It kills them, and then you wash, and then you dry again. Like, you have to do, like, sustained heat for, like, a long period of time. Mm. Otherwise, they'll survive. But, you know, the other thing is a lot of the hunting apparel, you're not supposed to dry on high heat. Yeah, right. That's so true. That's a good point. Right. Well, we, a good point. We have a steam cabinet that we do a lot of our heavy stuff in, so maybe that's the... Steam them to death. Just right, you, just, you just hang it in there and it just raises yeah. steam. Word on the street is it's going to be a brutal tick year because oh. the winter was mild. Um, man, yeah. I, I can I can attest to that from this weekend, man. I, I went out and, and I, I pulled two ticks off of me yesterday and then knocked some off of my daughter's clothing, and we were even slathered in tick repellent before we went out and Use still permethrin stuff i don't know what it is it's it's a it's an off brand you know okay. it's the the brand off uh but it's oh mosquito okay. my bad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the it's the brand off and uh, they have a tick repellent as well so we just layer we just doused each other with that and and i still pulled two two tick bites dude i'll tell i'll tell you this i pulled two tick bites off and I, I had a tick last year on my body when i was uh went out to go set some tree stands in midsummer and i had a sore on my body from that tick bite when i after i pulled it out for probably six months no joke these tick like these tick bites are no joke man once they oh, get in on you and they they last forever yeah. on your body yeah not to mention get freaking allergic to red meat for the rest of your life yeah did yeah. you when you had that mark on on you you for like after a month or two were you like uh, i better go to the doctor see if this is lyme disease well that's the thing like i i didn't feel any different I, I didn't feel sick or anything like that but the and so i was i got a little worried about it and i said well maybe i should maybe yeah. i should go check this out but i haven't you know i've been in the woods almost my whole life Knock on wood, haven't had anything like that yet. But I, I know some guys who, exactly what you just said, like he got bit by a tick, he pulled it off, he got Lyme disease from it, and uh, and now he can't, he doesn't eat red meat anymore because yeah. it tastes like rotten flesh in his mouth. Yeah. Well, uh, I think I think it was Bo Martonic. I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong, but I think it was him that got bit. Um, kept the tick. I think he got it tested and got himself tested and like, sure enough, had it and was able to beat it by like quickly getting, I think it's like antibiotics. Yeah, they do antibiotics. And like, if you can detect it quick, like you have a much better chance of being able to counteract it. But like, if you do it, our boy Dan Jay here, (laughs) (laughs) you might find yourself up a creek. And Lyme disease is one of those things where it's like, if you try to Google it, like symptoms oh, it's dude. like cancer everything. yeah it's, it's like it. everything Runny does nose. orange juice taste funny lyme disease your armpits start to smell sometimes <laughs> well, so the, my second spring hunting turkeys i i went out on a saturday and then i'm at the office on a wednesday I'm like man i just don't feel right my my joints are aching i feel kind of feverish like i'm just sluggish tired don't know what's going on and I was talking to my buddy who had been pre-med, and he started ask, peppering me with questions. Mm-hmm. He's like, you went hunting, didn't you? And I was like, yeah. He's like, did you check for ticks? I'm like, yeah, I check for ticks every time. Well, that afternoon when I go home, I realize I have one that's been attached yep. since Saturday on, like, my love handle. Yeah. 
that I didn't catch. And so immediately get it off, go into the doctor's office, give them the rundown of everything, what's going on. And they went ahead and prescribed me the antibiotics for Lyme disease. They're just like, here, take this. If it, if that's what it is, it's knock it out. And I didn't have any issues and I haven't had any like recurrent issues because no Lyme disease can cause problems forever year after year. Yeah. Um, so I haven't had any issues since then, but that was a little bit of a scare. Like, cause I just, I just felt, felt off in my bones. It was a mess you up, dude. It will absolutely mess you up. Um, but yeah, try to use tick repellent as much as you can folks and make sure you check yourself. Check. Yeah. Have a buddy check you sometimes too. That's (laughs) what I call turkey. Turkey ticks are like the, you know, the, the little the tiny little ones. ones. Yeah, I, I mean, I've sat down in next to a tree and been covered in those things. Oh, dude, and nymph just, ticks. Yeah, you ever? I I stepped on some. I think I've done it twice, and I was wearing tennis shoes at the time. Those like Adidas. They had like kind of like mesh material. Stepped on like a nest, I guess, and they went through my shoe onto my feet and like up my legs. I never felt them, and so I'm at home. I had uh, I stripped all my clothes in the garage like I always do. Went in, took a shower, and was sitting on the couch. And I just like look at my bare foot, and there are Covered. like what what did I step in? It looked like there was like pepper on my foot or something. And then they were moving, and I was like, uh, Sav, don't freak out. But uh, <laughs> also, <laughs> there out. may may or may not be ticks everywhere. Can so you get the bleach. Yeah, uh, oh, not good. Not and it good. took forever to get them off. You can't just like run water no, like yeah. a like you have to like individually pull each one off. So, yeah, yeah, no good. Miserable I don't know bugs. what's worse, uh, ticks or chiggers. Ooh. I don't know. I'd say probably ticks because of the disease element. Uh, chiggers man. suck. I've more. had I had a really bad case of chiggers midsummer when I was biking oh, a yeah. lot, and so I put spandex on, and it was <laughs> miserable. Yeah, but chiggers that. something that is like poison ivy where you can be genetically not susceptible to it yes because i was because i think I'm two mad. of us i've never had a bad there, a there bad was situation. four of us all together in this backyard sitting on this deck two of us got chiggers the other two got nothing yeah. and so unless they were like literally focused where i was sitting that i think some people are just predisposed to yeah i'm the same way attracted i've had like maybe a bite or two but it's like a mosquito Dude, situation. But I, I, I know people up. that just get literally like. But you covered. get the poison ivy. I get poison ivy every single fall on my face, in my eyes, right But I my don't mouth. get that. Uh, Maybe I don't get either. Oh, don't you don't get, get either? either? Yeah, I'm the, I'm the freak. perfect man. <laughs> You're <laughs> what peak male performance looks like. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I've been put in the hospital because of poison oak and poison ivy before. <sighs> really? Like, in your so lungs bad. or mouth or whatever? Well, um, <laughs> in high school, uh, we had a party out in, uh, out in the woods and well, it was at, uh, one of my buddies, uh, houses out, he had a farm out in the country, but he had a swimming pool and all of us, like a couple guys were driving four wheelers and they were just like doing donuts in the intersections and, you know, hauling ass down the gravel road. Someone called the sheriff on them. They saw the sheriff started chasing them. They came back to the party. So we're, we're, we're in the swimming pool and we see all these four wheelers come down and then three sheriff cars behind them. And so Dude. we hop the fence and I'm just in a, I'm in a swimming suit in July and I'm running through the woods and, uh, <laughs> late, later that like two days later. And I, I was in, I was running from the cops for like eight hours in the woods. I mean, it, 
it got dark and they were using spotlights to try to catch us. Oh, it was my nice. goodness. Gosh, yeah. bro. And so, and so I didn't get caught, but I made it back to the party later that like way late at night, got back in the truck, drove home and didn't take a shower. And I just, you know, went to bed. And then the next morning I was like, oh, something don't feel right. And two hours later, I mean, I looked like someone injected me with air. Like I was just like, I mean, oh. my forearms, and I had poison sumac as well. My forearms looked like I had gummy worms on them, just like oh. streaks of this pus and stuff. And it was in my eyes. And dude, like, I had to. This I'm gonna say something extremely gross right now, but I had to <laughs> pop. What a this podcast is for? Well, <laughs> viewer discretion is advised. Yeah. <laughs> I had to pop a blister to go number two. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Dude, I mean, that I had sounds like a good way to get a serious infection. Like, yeah, let me just real. break oh, my man. skin. <laughs> oh, man. They had to give me painkillers and, like, sedatives to keep me from going. I was I was itching so bad. I, I was – something was wrong with my brain. Like, I, I was going crazy. Like, literally crazy because I was itching so bad. Man, maybe you should have just taken that uh, citation. Yeah. So, 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 what was the what was the story you told your parents as far as how you got covered head to toe in poison uh, some, ivy? Something stupid that they probably wouldn't have believed anyway. You know, like oh, we were looking for mushrooms. Oh, in July, oh, I bet uh, with no boots on or no shoes on and in shorts with no yeah. shirt on, like. My mom felt no sympathy for me. She's like, I know exactly what you're doing. And uh, it, it, you were probably at a party, and you know she knew she knew exactly what was going on. She thought you got. What you did deserved. any of your uh, Did any of your buddies get as bad as you did running through the woods? They no, they like I got a buddy who's similar to you, man. The dude could roll in it. I look at it and get it. He rolls in it. He could roll in it and wouldn't get it. And so he didn't get it. A couple other people had it around their ankles, but I. I don't know. Maybe I was the first guy through the weed patch. I was the like, you were I was just blazing the, the trail. I was yeah, blazing the trail. And they were following. I don't know what what it was, but it was not good, man. And I had it for like a week, and and then I had like I had scarring for such a long time after that because it, I mean it stopped itching, but then I had all these scabs all over my body, dude. I looked like I was on crystal meth. It was it was gnarly, <laughs> brutal. Well, hey, uh, you were telling us about uh, ticks on you and your daughter this weekend. You said you got out turkey hunting, right? Yeah, yeah. This week, this go? weekend was Iowa's uh, youth youth season, and this was the first year that I actually bought a tag for my daughter during the youth season. So usually she would just come with me, and I would be the shooter. So on In Thursday, yeah. No, not <laughs> you guys, you're trying to ca- catch me in a trap here. <laughs> Next thing you know, there's going to be like memes on, with me on them. Yeah, really. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, Thursday night, I took her out and uh, we shot the shotgun at an old decoy that I had that was, you know, just broken up. And and uh, so I we took I don't know 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and I I she was sitting in between my legs and. Uh, you know, I was, we were trying to work out a way to where I was kind of helping her hold the gun, putting it against her shoulder. And we were using like this Mossberg 20 gauge pump 
Uh, and you know, I was, I was going through everything with her, like, Hey, this means the safety's on. This means the safety's off, you know, always treat a gun like it's loaded, you know, don't touch it. If you don't know, let dad handle it, that kind of stuff. And so we walked away uh, Thursday and she hit the target at about, you know, 20 or 30 yards, something like that. All, all three times or four times that she shot. And, uh, so I was feeling a little more confidence that she could actually do it. Uh, lift the gun up herself and then uh, Friday it was a story of and and here's the thing like she's a 10 year old so I don't want to push her okay I don't want to I don't want to be like that dad it's like we got to stay out till dark and we got to do this and you know this is go with the flow let her have her fun if she starts to get tired or she wants to leave we're going to go do something different and then ultimately on Friday we we went fishing uh, but Friday morning, uh, or well, it was Thursday night. I texted uh, some of the other people who hunt there, and I go, "Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm taking my daughter out uh, turkey hunting." And their response back to me was, "Hey, we're going to be there too, listening for turkeys, and then we're going to start cutting wood." And I'm just like, "Oh, Jesus, you know." So, <laughs> at whatever, right? I mean, they have access to the property just like I do. Not a big deal. Um, so we, I went to a different part of the farm, of course, when we got set up all the turkeys were where I wanted to go. Right. And so Friday was kind of a, we, we made, a, we made some moves around. I took some trail cameras down, uh, you know, let my daughter do some calling, that kind of stuff. We saw a lot of deer. She had, she had fun, but it didn't last too long. And then we went back. I think we were out of the woods by nine thirty or 10 o'clock. Right. And so that was that whole day. Next morning, those guys weren't there and man, we were in them. I mean, if you've listened to me talk about turkeys on any of the other podcasts that I've done, and you know, I say that the turkey population was in a huge decline over the past, you know, seven to ten years. Well, this year, man, something happened. Whether all the turkeys in the area were on our farm, or the or or the actual population is is slowly rebounding. Man, I heard Saturday morning one, two three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different toms in on, I would say within a 300 acre piece Man. sounding off and responding to my calls. Uh, and it was beautiful. I mean, I just was like, I was just happy to hear that many gobbles, like the quote unquote, the good old days. And so I ended up, uh, uh, we, we walked down to the bottom to the river bottom ground uh, on this field edge, got into a fence line. We're setting up on some gobbles. And uh, I thought there was, there was some turkeys gobbling closer to us. And ultimately that's what I thought was going to fly down and come to our decoy set. But then I look out of the corner of my eye and I see a strut and Tom in the timber, like I want to say a hundred yards away. And so I had to have my daughter stand up. I had to rotate and then she had to sit back down and two two hens popped out down this uh, this like logging trail or this two, this farm trail that goes back to another secluded field, and two hens were coming right down this lane, and behind them two strutters, oh, and I'm man. like it's it's gonna happen, it's mm-hmm. gonna happen right now, and so my stepdad I brought him along so that when I I was calling and then I told him listen once the turkeys show up. I'm going to stop calling and then that's when you kick in. And it, so it seems like the, the turkeys are moving away from the toms 
or, you know, from the other turkeys. And then that way I can focus on the shot. I don't have to try to call and, and do that. Well, anyway, because I had to adjust to the left, now the turkeys are heading right between me and my, my uh, stepdad. And so uh, the first 10 kind of walks by us, hops on this log that my stepdad was sitting on. And then, <laughs> and then I heard the, bop, bop, you know, the, the, basically it's the warning call. Putt, putt. And then it was, and then it was, yep. And then it was over. I mean, the Toms came out of strut. They, they turned around, they ran away, the hens ran away. And then about at a hundred yards, they stopped and they just like, we stayed still and, and the Toms started gobbling again, but the hens, man, they weren't having it and they started working away. And I, I kept trying to call. And then every time I got them to gobble, it was further away and further away. But that, that first strutting Tom was at about 35 yards and, and behind a tree. So if he would have stepped out, maybe, I don't know, five more feet, we would have had a shot and uh, I would have, I would have told her to take the shot. So that's how close we were. And it, it ultimately didn't work out. And then we had to come back home for Easter. And so now it's, yeah. now the youth season is over and it's the, it's Iowa's first shotgun season. And hopefully this week I'll be able to get out and, and do that. Yeah. So how'd what, you, what'd she think? Yeah. How'd your daughter feel about it? Man, she was like, you, I could feel her heart beating through her back on my <laughs> chest, <laughs> you know, and it was, uh, she was, she was jacked up. She doesn't get, she's not the one that gets too terribly excited about anything, but I could tell like number one, she was tired, but then, and she was kind of dozing off when I was calling. But when those Toms showed up and she could see them in strut and there's from a distance standpoint, you listen to a gobble at a hundred yards and then you listen to a gobble at 35 yards. Yeah. It sounds completely different. It is loud. It makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up. Mm, yep. I mean, it, it's 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 really intense. So she was wired after that. Yeah. Um, but then they worked their away. We went to go set up on the next group of turkeys. And then after that, she's like, I think I'm ready to go home. And I was like, are you sure you don't want to tough it out just for a little bit? And she's like, no, I think I've done enough turkey hunting. And, and so for a, re, uh, a youth tag, a $28.50, cents, uh, I call that uh, money well spent on entertainment. So. Oh, yeah. Ha- yeah. She got sure. her money's worth. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You find out why they call them thunder chickens whenever they're within oh, like man. 30 yards, man. It's, oh, it it's different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you can hear them, you can hear them spitting and drumming. So, boom. Oh, she could? Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. My... My absolute favorite thing about turkey hunting is when they may not necessarily be gobbling, but you're, you're calling it a setup and then all of a sudden you can hear, you don't hear any gobbles, but you hear that, you hear yeah. that noise and you're like, where is it at? And it mm-hmm. comes up from behind you or one gobbles like 20 feet behind you and you, there, you, there's nothing you can do about it. And then you yeah. can hear them dragging the tips of their wings into the leaves and things yeah. like that. Oh man. I, I used to, you know, a couple, if you would have asked me maybe two weeks ago, Hey Dan, what do you think about Turkey hunting? I would have said, <laughs> ah, Turkey hunting, bad. who cares? <laughs> Nobody, you know, it's just a dumb Turkey. But after this weekend, man, I, th- I kind of changed my mind on that whole thing. I think I want to be He's more back. of a Turkey hunter. Yeah. Oh, let's I go. I want to be a Turkey hunter again. 
Dude, but but we, do you think that's partially because you had the opportunity? And if it was <clears throat> a drought season like past seasons, you'd still be like, this yeah. is a waste of time. I think you're 100% correct there. I, I think I got jacked up because the population had rebounded. And not necessarily because we saw two strutting toms come in, but we heard a lot of gobbles. And a lot of gobbles yeah. means there's a lot of turkeys. And yeah. so it was that, right? We saw we saw a lot of hens driving around last night uh, closer to home. Man, last night we went on a drive, and I saw five strutting toms and about 30 hens uh, on the public yeah. here around my house. And... And so that got me that got me fired up just from like I don't know if the right word is conservation standpoint, but just to know that there's been a rebound, there, there's been some yeah. rebound in the population, and so that also got me fired up. But I think it was just this perfect mixture of what I just mentioned and being with my daughter and, and seeing how much fun she was having that kind of led me to. Man, maybe maybe I am a turkey hunter too. I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. We had we had our boy uh, Paul Campbell down here uh, this past week doing some videos yeah. and stuff, and we were, we definitely were talking about how old Dan Johnson hates hates turkeys and turkey hunting, <laughs> and, and he's going to be very happy to hear that you've maybe turned the corner here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, it, I've never hated him. Okay, I've never hated turkey. <laughs> Maybe we exaggerated a little. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, that's what you have to do in media, right? You exaggerate yeah. everything. <laughs> but but uh, but it's not that I hate turkeys. It's that I like deer hunting or bow hunting for whitetails so much more yeah. than I do the turkey. But <clears throat> But I just feel like after this weekend, I've been cutting myself short because... There's nothing to do really whitetail related. Their antlers have just fallen off. I'm done shed hunting. It's nub season, so my trail cameras are showing nothing but little nubs uh, yeah. on the on the whitetail. And you can't really tell which deer is which yet unless they have like a split ear or a scar on them or something like that. Right. And so I worry too much about that and, and say, man, I should be out doing stuff for turkeys. And yeah. And now I think I'm going to start doing that. Awesome. So is your daughter going to go with you? Are you going to uh, I don't her back think out? she's going to yeah, like the only time I'm going to have is this week. I was uh, this first season is until man, when what when is it? Thursday. So Monday through Thursday this week, so it's a 4-day season. And uh so I'm going to get out hopefully tomorrow morning and Wednesday morning and then I got to be back by like 9 o'clock in the morning on some of those for meetings, but try to catch them off the roost. And outside of that, man, it's just for me, turkey, turkey season in the past. And I've, I prepared for it this, I didn't prepare for it this year. I prepared for youth season, but the, but now I think next year is going to be like, okay, vacation time, like no scheduled interviews, no meetings, prep everything for that, that week and, and really play it serious. And if my kids want to come with me or my wife wants to come with me, that's the best thing about turkey season is if if someone moves like this weekend, I wouldn't care. But if it was a 150-inch whitetail and my daughter moved, I might be a little upset, right? But, <laughs> a little push but, out of the tree. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, all right, you're walking home. And uh, But with turkeys, like, I don't care. I've killed enough of them in my life in the past. And I don't know. I But this, but something about this year got me fired up again. And uh, Love it. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, excited to hear how it goes for you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ex I'm excited to get out. 
I've had too many seasons, and I haven't been as serious about it as probably should have been, but too many seasons of getting birds closer, bumping birds, kind of running gun, bumping them out of the way. So mm-hmm. I'm ready to. You've paid your dues, man. I'm ready to get a bird. This is your year. Hope so. How, how long have you deer, been turkey hunting? Turkey. Uh, I have I have turkey hunted probably six seasons, and it's with over no luck. the last twelve years or so. <clears throat> with no, no luck, with no luck. Sm- small private property, for the most part. Um, so not hunting a high population of birds. Yeah. Uh, you know, like we were talking about earlier, I'm going to try and get out on some public, but I've never attacked it like I do deer season or fishing mm-hmm. for that matter. It's kind of like it signifies spring. I like hearing the birds talk and gobble and all that kind of stuff. I, it's it's more of a fun little hobby versus something I really put a ton of time and effort into. So yeah. I have myself to blame for not shooting one. Yeah. yeah. Well, the the strategy and stuff on the, the we were talking about Paul's podcast, the how to hunt turkeys or whatever, like it it kind of bumps you up a level. Like mm-hmm. it, it, like the way I think about turkey hunting and stuff like that, like on my own, it's not very sophisticated. But then like listening to these guys tell like some of their most complicated stories of how they're handling things and all that, it kind of like, I don't know, just like deer hunting podcasts, like you're learning through somebody else's experiences and hearing somebody like Paul explain like how break it all down of like this is why we did X Y Z at this time. Um, I don't know. It's it's got me kind of thinking about turkey hunting how I think about deer hunting. Yeah, you know, um, I've been reading some of the books that they recommended on yeah. one of his earlier shows too, and um, I'm drawing a blank on Tenth Legion. This okay. is one of the first ones. Yeah. And it's, there's a little bit of tactical type stuff, but small. And it's almost in the mindset and the heart of a turkey hunter and oh, why cool. they love it. That's cool. And that, that whole book has just been getting me jacked up, like <laughs> getting me excited to go and, yeah. you know, actually try a little harder. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we're, me and Phil are taking our first <clears throat> crack at private land this year for turkeys. And that seems to be, you know, around us where people smack most of them. So I think, I think we're going to have a better chance. We've got a really good setup and. I don't know. Hopefully we get uh, several birds between us. Talk about them. It's going to be a fun season. Yes, sir. Close well, us out, Dan Hood. I got a question. We, I, got, I got a oh, question okay. for you guys. Okay. Mushrooms. Yep. It's that time of year. I mean, at, by the end of this week, there's a good chance. I mean, we're looking at 80s uh, in the high of the 80s. We're looking at the uh, lows at night of the, the mid-40s, which means the t- soil temperature is going to start creeping up there. And – over the past five years, I've really fallen in love with going out and looking for morels and pheasant backs and, and some of these other oyster-type mushrooms that are growing in the spring. Do you guys do that at all? Do we do that, Jacob? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah I feel like there's a story here. Yeah. So <laughs> one of the – my mother-in-law has two farms. She lives on one of them. It's 20 acres, and she has another one that's an old cattle farm that's 55 acres. But on the the – piece where she lives the 20 acre spot last year i well every year since she's lived there about five years i've looked for mushrooms was looking in the totally wrong spot from where i found them last year though and so um we probably found 12 over the you know the season out there last year so it wasn't a ton and my wife had been out there on wednesday of last week and was looking for mushrooms didn't find anything well we were out there thursday with paul and i walked into the spot the exact same spot that she was in the day before and found six of them 
almost kicked a giant one. <laughs> yeah, there's a big one. Well, come to find out, her uncle was telling me that he has one. He has a picture of it somewhere where he has one laid up next to a foot a ruler, 12-inch ruler, and it's almost as long as the ruler. Holy crap. And he's from, like, it's like a small tree. Southeastern Kentucky in the, you know, in the mountains and stuff. And he's like, we used to get big ones down there. Whoa. So my little, you know, five yeah, inch nothing. one or whatever is nothing. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I've, I'm kind of started figuring out where I find them here. They tend to like moss. There's recent disturbance of trees falling over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on the backside of a pond. And so South Slope, is that right? It's it yeah, point south. So I don't know. Like I've kind of lucked into them last year when I found them, and then this year I've just been trying to find spots similar to that. And then once you see them, once you find some, your eyes kind of dial. It's like looking for deer and turkey in the fields when you're driving down the highway. Yeah. Once yeah. you see them, your eyes kind of dial in for what you're looking for. Um, so I don't have a ton of experience finding them. I have zero tips other than I tend to find mine around moss or in moss. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I just, once I started finding a lot of morels over the years, I really started like reading up and doing research on what else out out there that you can eat. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so I, I messed around with some pheasant backs. They call them, those are like, uh, uh, it's a shelf mushroom that grows on, on trees or dead trees or things like that. They don't grow out of the ground and they're okay. I mean, they might you don't want to eat them at like a main course like you would a morel um but i'm telling you there is another mushroom out there they are they're golden oysters i think is what they're called and they grow in bunches mm-hmm. on, on dead trees and they are absolutely delicious and so okay. i wanted to make sure you know i did my research so like hey let's eat these mushrooms and then see what <laughs> happens and and i didn't know if i was going to get poisoned or not but uh but those two mushrooms, man, if you can get a mess of those and, and it, it's awesome when turkey season aligns with that and you nope. can hunt turkeys, the gobbles stop, then you can hunt mushrooms and then you can go catch some crappie uh, or some p- bluegill and then you can have a fish fry like that is that's an ideal spring weekend. But uh, uh, but yeah, mushrooms, man, I, I love I love I, I just love eating them. Yeah, I've, funny enough, uh, ordered, I had done this before, but I ordered this, like, coffee replacement mushroom blend um, that you just, like, pour hot water into this mix, and it's got, like, lion's mane and a bunch of other ones. It's called Rise, like R-Y-Z-E. Um, and so I'm going to be trying that now, um, working mushrooms into everyday mushroom diet. Mushroom tea. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Micro. I mean, the morels are they good. Call that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hopefully not. If that happens, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I'll be a little unproductive at work, I would imagine. I dried my Or you this could time. be the most productive at work with I your might, creativity. I might have a hard time driving into work <laughs> Trip, tripping out yeah. on the side of that way. Did you all see that purple elephant on the highway? <laughs> uh so next week we'll probably have a couple more turkey conversations. We're probably – I don't know what the, what's the plan. I know you guys are drawing today the winner of the UTV. Are you going to reveal it on Uncensored or um, are you going to post something separately? Yeah, we'll see. It it all kind of comes down like we got to talk. So we've already drawn them. Um, we know who it is. We've checked them out. Um, and we're going to be talking to them hopefully soon. Um, I'm not sure. We'll probably ask them if it's okay if we 
share that um and we got to make sure like with a con con contest like this you have to go through like a series of things to make sure that it all works out so um we don't want to reveal anything now but if they're cool with it i you know we'd probably announce who won and, and do that whole thing so um we've got some other announcements i bet we'll make about like who referred the most and all kinds of stuff like yeah that. it'd be cool if we did some like runner-up prizes yeah um yeah, so if you haven't heard from Go Wild by the time this airs, you probably didn't win. <laughs> There's a good chance, <laughs> There's yeah. A good chance. <laughs> There's a few weeks in between. We, we're probably probably two weeks away from this one dropping, so yeah. by that point I would imagine we've okay. effectively given it away. All right, well, cool. cool. Well, this was uh, fun. Dan Johnson, thanks for joining us. We've got Braden Ware, Jacob Knight. I'm Dan Hood. Log this show. Hit that plus sign. Get your rewards. Leave us a review. And buy something from the store <laughs> and shoot a turkey in the face. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Bye. you guys. See ya. See ya.